0: from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the U.S. This is Unofficial Remote. The good, the not so good, the glorious, and the bold. Real talk about working remotely. And we are your hosts, Jeff and Kim.
1: Well, good evening, Katie. Hello. And uh, welcome to our first episode of Unofficial Remote, the podcast about remote life. Good, the bad, and the ugly.
2: And the very ugly.
1: Yes, and the very ugly. Should be a fourth quality there, the very ugly. (laughs) Good. So, yeah, we're just going to, this is going to be just kind of a bullshit session. We're just going to talk about remote work since it's in the news a lot lately. So, with COVID or no. But, uh, so why don't you start us off? You can, uh, you know, how long have you been working remote?
0: Well, I've been working remote about uh, a little over five years, just a little bit longer than you have, actually. <laughs> but we've been at this for a while. I think you and I both kind of found ourselves working remotely a little unexpected. We didn't yeah. really kind of go looking for remote positions, but you know, yet here we are. But yeah, a little <laughs> over five years now.
1: Yeah, I think mine's uh, four. It's coming on fourth year. should be. be
0: coming up on five.
1: Yeah, that's right. Five this fall. So, man, time flies.
0: Yeah, when you're working remotely, it definitely yeah. <laughs> it, it really flies.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so we both, uh, we you know, met at the same uh, SaaS company, which is uh, software as a service. Both full, those uh, it was a fully remote company, so everything you know, the developers. Uh, all the customer support, all that was all remote.
0: Speaking speaking of SaaS, how long did you and I work together before we even knew what SaaS meant? I know, I think I was there for
1: quite a that while. a couple Years. It was a couple, of years. Was a couple <laughs> years. You you said it, in fact, a couple times, and I finally <laughs> asked you, and I was like, you know, in one of our private channels, I was like, "What does SaaS mean?" I just, I should, I could have googled it, I suppose, but you know. Uh,
0: although yeah. to Google it, SaaS, S A S S. You wouldn't find it. I know that Correct. because yeah. I Googled it. I <laughs> didn't find <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, so That's software right. as a service, S-A-A-S, yeah. uh, would be SaaS. But yeah, we w- we worked for a, uh, well, you're still there. Uh, I moved on now to a new SaaS company, uh, but a remote first company. They started off remote, so they didn't exactly transition from uh, co-located to, to a remote, but started off as remote, which is... Um, really not unusual. A lot of SaaS companies uh, now are starting off as remote. And of course, now with COVID-19, we've, we know a lot of people, um, companies, nonprofits, corporations now unexpectedly finding themselves working remotely. But yeah, we were fortunate to, to join that company when they were very young. So we were all, all right. able to make mistakes, some of, some of us more than others. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I Googled an awful lot, but yeah, so we've been at this for quite a while.
1: Yeah, just you know, just kind of hit me. Yeah, I guess it is almost five years. So that is, uh, we're like veterans in the.
0: We are. I mean, that's world, that's I that is not a joke. I mean, folks are like, you know, influencers within the space are like, I've been working remote since two thousand seventeen. Like, ain't uh, got nothing on me. You're like, right? That's you're just right. A, you're a wee child.
1: What is it was <laughs> a hour. You know?
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, you need just sit <laughs> sit down. The grownups are talking.
1: I'm getting out of this webinar. I can't learn anything from you. Click no. Yeah, pretty much. Quite that bad, but pretty much.
0: They mean well, bless their hearts. Bless. That's right. Bless them so hard.
1: (laughs) Whereas my ex used to say, bless their pee picking hearts. (laughs) I guess that's the Texas saying. So. (laughs) So We work together. You now work at a different company. We're still remote. And, um, so let's talk but, about where we work. We're
0: yeah, remote, we work but... very, we approach remote work in a very <laughs> different way. Right. Uh, I work um, from my home office. So it's actually, I love my home office. I really do. I'm not even going to lie. It's the first room I've ever had. I never had my own room, like growing up. Um, and I went right from my home where I you know, grew up with my family and, and got married. This is the first room I've ever had to myself. And I like, love it. So when I started remote work, I like, envisioned like all of these, like, I can work at the <laughs> beach. I can work at the coffee shop. I I don't leave. I, I love my office. Um, I'm most productive here. I, I'm most myself here. I feel very centered in my space. Um, but that is not the same for you. You, you no. are um, unique and not really totally unique amongst remote folks. But you do not have a... Exactly, like a home a little office, little per se,
1: like I do. A little, yeah. a little different. Sometimes I, sometimes I wish I did have a home office, you know, maybe down the road. when. But uh, your office is very nice. I love the way it's de- decorated. I've been there a few times, and it's set up very nice, so I can see why you don't want to leave. <laughs> but uh, for me, my office is uh, usually it's, like as you mentioned, a coffee shop. You know, until now this, with the COVID restrictions and things, it's back to the RV because my wife and I have full-time RV, So. If you hear background noise, that's why we're parked on a street in uh, (laughs) in a small town in Georgia right now. And I've got the side door open because it's a nice evening to get a little breeze. But uh, occasionally we have uh, Harleys riding by. Apparently there's a lot of Harleys in this town because they're very active tonight for some reason. But, yeah, so if I'm working in the RV, it's, uh, I don't know, I think my table's probably four feet wide and maybe... I don't know, two feet deep, this section of table that I work on. And, you know, it's, uh, it, you, it's nice, it, but... You
0: never skip a beat. Like, it, it doesn't seem to impact you, you know, coffee shop or uh, even while we've been at conferences together, working in, like in a hotel lobby or in the RV itself, you are, you're the same, you know, it. you're not rattled like by that at all. And I always feel like if I were to, you know, change locations or like, maybe I'll go to the library and work. I would,
2: yeah.
0: I think it's just, just who I like, I'm wired. you know, that way. I would, <laughs> I would have to like recalibrate a little bit to be able to, uh, to tap in to <laughs> my creative self. But uh, it, takes a lot
1: to, it takes a lot to stress me out. That's probably because of my previous job, but uh, I won't go into that, but um, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty adaptable. I think moving from coffee shop to RV, but I got to tell you, just doing this from the RV and worrying about things you wouldn't normally worry about. Like, okay, my laptop is at 10%, but the house batteries on the RV are low. So, and if I, you know, we had generator issues for about a month. So the generator wasn't working. So it meant starting up the RV and driving a little bit to charge the battery and then being able to charge my laptop. And when I was working at a coffee shops so I could, you know, go in, plug in and not have to worry about it. So I had to, just a little bit during this but now in georgia they've opened up a little bit so we can at least go into a panera and and work and not have to worry about it and i spent a uh probably six hours working on the switch for the generator and i finally fixed it on my own so oh finally it's finally working again but uh i was sore for about three days because of all the crawling around on my hands and knees i had to do to get to the spot on the where it was but i know i'm sidetracking a little bit but could that's be from, one of those uh,
0: things that i think I'd, i would not have even thought about like you know when i when i had those those visions of oh i'm gonna work at the beach and i'm gonna you know like oh yeah i do have to have a power yeah. source. <laughs> like oh yeah there is there is that part and of course yeah. sand sand is
1: yeah really that would just ruin it for <laughs> me i mean i don't even sit out you know my wife goes oh you should sit outside and and uh and work there but if we're parked on the street it's a little difficult to put your lawn chair out on a sidewalk and people have to walk around you that wouldn't work too well but campsites sometimes I'll work outside but you know the sun glare and all that so I usually just you know sit in the RV and work and have the door open
0: I think that's the only time that I do leave my office when I because a lot of what I do uh, is a lot of uh, writing and and video creation and, and production and, and you know developing like scripts for like voiceovers and um, um, yeah. just approaching things very strategically, and I struggle to maintain that that focus and to really just immerse myself in it to really t- kind of tap in to what I'm trying to accomplish and you know I, I work primarily in, in customer experience or CX so it's this constant vigilance to maintain this focus on the user's goal and and right. you know the the user's you know perspective and, and how they're looking at it and it you know it it takes a certain amount of endurance <laughs> to be able to maintain yeah. that and sometimes i just get so frustrated even just sitting in my office where i feel that's why being centered is is so important to me to be able to kind of really just immerse myself in that but when i hit a wall and I get so super fucking frustrated. That's when I will say, you know what? Because I, I work on a, a desktop and an iMac, I will like, nope. I will grab uh, my my MacBook and I will head out to the to the backyard. If it's nice oh, yeah. outside, I need to just uh, have that that change of scenery to be able to kind of snap to, you know, kind yeah. of like recenter. But there is, it, it takes a. Like I hold on for dear life. Like I just try like so hard, you know, to, like, <laughs> but when I just like, I hit the wall, I'm like, you know what? I am i can't. So when, when I need to get something done, when I have a deadline, that's when I will do that change of scenery, but I'm still not going very far. I'm still not going to the library, you know, yeah. I'm going out. Oh, you, back. Have a,
1: you have a nice little oasis there in your backyard. You know, as yeah. well. And it's, it's nice and quiet and it's very calming.
0: It is. It's, it's a nice space back there. I live in the, the mid Atlantic area, so we don't, you know get it takes a while you know to kind of get to those nice uh the nice weather and then we have a few weeks where we can be outside and then after that we need to treat <laughs> the yard for <yorfer> mosquitoes <laughs> you know things like that to be able to even go outside but um if the opportunity presents itself when i hit a wall i'm, I'm definitely ahead now because uh it, it is it is it is difficult that's probably one of the the challenges maybe and I don't know if that's a really a challenge to remote work though. Cause I think if I were to be in a co-located office, I, well, I know I can say factually, it would be even more difficult, you know, just that, that cause the constant interruptions and um,
2: right.
0: you know, you're never able to really immerse yourself in work. And I kind of found that out. So when I first started working remotely, I didn't have an office of my own, you know, kids were still living at home and I had like a desk set up, like in the family room, you know, nobody was coming in there, you know, so I, Didn't like have a bunch of little kids running around, but it wasn't until I moved into my own workspace that I figured out, like, oh my gosh, I learned that I was constantly like, I just heard somebody walking in the house that I would unintentionally kind of like find a stopping place in my work because I just assumed that they were going to come interrupt me or something.
1: Oh, yeah. And and then even,
0: yeah. And then, you know, found that stopping place and uh, waited to see if they were going to come into the room but it wasn't until I got into my own office and I was able to come in here and close the door where that was no longer the case. I was like, wow. I I did lose, you know, it, pulling me out of, of, of that space mentally is, is difficult for me. You know, attention is something that I am very guarded of, you know, I'm very protective of, um, of focus. Right. And uh, I'm easily pulled, pulled from it, you know? And uh, so I, coming into my own space just really reminded me or or really kind of showed me how much I was or easily I was able to lose because how much time I lost to that. Then thinking back to even before I worked remotely and I actually overlapped. My previous uh, career in the nonprofit sector, I actually overlapped full-time jobs. Like for six months, I overlapped them and, you know, wasn't easy (laughs) by any stretch, but it gave me an opportunity to kind of see like how much time was lost, you know, in, in productivity. And, it, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, remote, you know, working from home, that you, you don't have to do the commute. And that's true. The commute, not having that is fantastic. But <laughs> it was the commute and it was parking, walking to my building and going upstairs to my office and taking off my coat and putting it down. And, hey, how are you? How was dinner last night? How was that movie? Oh, that's great. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it was 10 a.m. by the time I was able to sit down.
2: Yeah.
0: And then at 1130, are we going to eat lunch in the conference room? Where do you, Should we order from here? Or should we order from there? You know, all of these, you know, different interruptions, I gauged that I gained about four hours and 45 minutes of productivity time back working remotely. And it's oh, one yeah, of the main easy. reasons. Yeah. That's what it easily. One of the main reasons why I say, I don't think I could ever go back. Nothing else makes sense to me anymore. It's why, why, why? It just, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Exactly. Once you get used to the the flow of it and the benefits and things, it's, oh, Don't get me wrong. There are disadvantages, but for the most part, I think it's advantageous to work remote. I know it is for me and obviously for you. And yeah, I don't think I could ever go back to a place where I had to actually go into an office and work. Just that's so, so foreign to me right now. So
0: yeah. But we do have a lot of people, you know, and there might be people listening to us you know, in this, this episode that have unexpectedly found themselves working remotely. Right. And you and I both know, you know, we know lots of even SaaS companies that leadership has been very resistant to going remote because of that. You know, it's just it's almost like this unfounded fear, this, you know.
1: Yeah, this, the productivity th- fear. Are they going to be as productive? They're going to. Fuck off all day and not yeah. do work. done. Like, oh, I, I can't. What if I them. can't?
0: Yeah. What if I can't monitor their work? What if yeah. I can't see what they're doing?
1: Do you, you remember? Know, just as a little side note on the monitoring thing. Do you remember when we were first we first started? Maybe it was about a year into uh, our previous or your previous company, where I still am. I already know what you're going to say. Those logging that logging software on our laptops, so it showed every <laughs> website you went to, and the manager could look. And that. I think that lasted, I don't know, not very long. <laughs> it was like a month or two. She's just stopped looking, I think. And I, I eventually just took it off mine and nobody ever said anything.
2: And then yeah, it just I, I went
1: away.
0: I just like exited out of it. I was totally yeah. tempted though to, uh, you know, like look at porn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was <so> like, I was, <laughs> just like, I'm, was watching.
0: <laughs> like, I just want to test this out a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I you know, one of those states where you can, uh, you know, gamble online or, Mm-hmm. porn or something just something just like just overtly terrible just to see if anybody was watching but you yeah. know and, and i think remote companies do use those and that's really unfortunate and it kind of pisses me off because it does it, it felt um you know we all get like the, our employee handbooks right you know yep. like the company has a right to be able to monitor your shit well i mean i get it i, I do i totally get it but you're monitoring my shit in my home And it it felt a little bit different, but, you know, thankfully, you know, we worked for a CEO that trusted the hiring process. You know, they did their due diligence when they hired and they ended up deciding we hired grown ass fucking adults to do work. This is a waste of our time to monitor this culture tells us that we should be monitoring them because if not, you know, if given the opportunity, they will, you know, watch porn, <laughs> you, know,
2: right. yeah. you
0: know, like we were children or something, but thankfully we, we worked for a CEO that, um, decided that we were all on this together and that he had put together a team of people that had buy-in to like, to that goal and they got rid of that. So <laughs> that, that was really good.
1: Yeah. And I know it, you know, at least in my mind, I know we've talked about this before too, in, in different chats as, uh, when you're working remote, And you start liking it so much and you don't want to give them any kind of ammunition that they could use against you to where you would, you know, they would end your employment. Like, so you're hyper conscious of making sure that you're productive during the day. You're not going to, you know, screw off that sort of thing. And I think, you know, you have a good enough work ethic. And if you vet your employees good enough, you get the people that are conscientious enough to know that, yeah, I'm going to, this is a, blessing being able to work remote i think and so i'm not going to screw it up by messing around so you might do more i know we both have you know stayed longer than we you know than we are supposed to just to get stuff done just to make sure things are done so that we're not you know suspect of maybe screwing off during the day and stuff like that maybe hyper conscious about it
0: almost to our detriment though And so, because you and I have kind of like similar backgrounds, like nonprofit or um, civil service type backgrounds, you and I kind of had similar, you know, reactions to working remotely that I don't see everybody else do. However, I have seen it uh, in other people that come from those backgrounds, but we came to it with a work ethic that um, exactly what you just kind of described and to our detriment was... That if we did not feel like we had enough to show for the those hours, we would right. then work well beyond those hours to make sure that we did. And I know, I mean, you know that I have that that was unhealthy <laughs>
2: for yeah. me at yeah. times.
0: Like, what the fuck are you showing? <laughs> like, yeah. I gotta make this tutorial. You know, it's like, do you do you really, you know, nobody's really questioning your 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 work ethic? And but right. you know, it's just one of those things that um you know we came to that with a different type of work background and it is very different like when we see di- different people kind of coming into remote work initially like brand new like coming out of school to you know they're very comfortable in, in in remote work they they are very um you know so many SaaS companies you know unlimited paid time off that's like the norm you know to, to see a, a job description that says 15 days paid vacation. You're like, Chuck, you go fuck yourself. You're like, Everybody yeah, exactly. else has like unlimited paid time off, but you know, they, and they, they not take advantage in the, in the negative sense, but they, you know, they embody that. They have a sense of autonomy of like, well, yes, I'm going to, I have a doctor's appointment in the middle of the day. That's one of the benefits gotta, of working remotely.
1: I got to get a haircut.
0: I got to go get a haircut. <laughs> God, what is it with, developers and their hair. Nobody yeah. looks at them anyway and they're devs. Or-
1: Nobody sees you. Why do you got to let everybody you. know? Yeah. Well, how much does a probably- dork
0: haircut take, but seriously.
1: Exactly. That's God kind of an them. inside joke, a little bit of inside baseball there from us. We uh, <laughs> were joking earlier before we started about the developers and how they embrace us so much. It's like, oh, I, I'm going to take a break, got to get a haircut. Mid- I wouldn't mid- tell anybody I was doing that.
0: Mid-crisis, 37 37- Bugs found after a full user release.
2: <laughs>
0: Releases push yeah. to production, bugs out the yin yang. I'm going to go get a haircut. I want to punch you in the throat, <laughs> is what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kick you in the front butt.
0: <laughs> God bless him. Bless him so hard. So hard.
1: So, as you may have guessed, we're not pulling any punches. We're going to be talking about uh, the good, the bad, the indifferent in these uh, episodes. So, Things that we've discovered along the way and that are and we're still discovering, basically. Yeah. So, um, so do you want to go into, yeah, let's see, maybe uh, go into our uh, favorite things about remote work and then our least favorite things? Sure. Then we can kind of end the podcast there and then next episode we'll talk about some more stuff. Tackle some COVID. Yeah, we'll talk.
0: All those oh. new COVID remote COVID people, WFH.
1: Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Stay tuned. Episode two will have more discussion on that. But yeah, we'll talk about Rona some more. <laughs> so, uh, what's your favorite thing about remote? Dude, I wanted you to go first. Oh, okay. I'll go first.
0: Do you know off the top of your head your favorite thing yeah. about remote work?
1: Lay yeah, it on work. me. I can work in my underwear.
0: For real? That's your favorite thing.
1: Really. that's one of my favorite things. I can. Really, the the most favorite thing is that it, it has allowed the, my wife and I to be anywhere we want to be, and see anything we want to see, and still be able to, you know, have a career, work, get income, but it's allowed us to do this RV. You know, full-time RV lifestyle. So that's the—that's probably more of a benefit. My favorite thing, but one of my favorite things though is the working in money. I
2: know, I know women.
0: I know women that say that their number one favorite thing about working remotely is not wearing a bra. That literally—that that is, without oh, yeah. skipping a beat, not wearing a bra. That is their favorite thing.
1: Oh, well, my wife. She's. If she didn't have to wear a bra, she wouldn't. There is something to, to be wear. said,
0: but not, well, culture tells you know. us that we do. So yeah. there's that part, but <laughs> yeah. And
1: for I her mean... stature, it helps her with her back for some support. I won't get into too much TMI there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> but yeah, Ugh. it's like when uh, she knows when the, the day is done, if I have been wearing pants or shorts, she's, as soon as I take them off, she goes, Oh, I guess your day's over. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's the way it was before. Now she's not so sure because I'm working remote. Who knows? Maybe it's not over. Well, let's
0: talk about remote work attire. Something that I noticed. So before, you know, when I worked in a co-located office, you know, outside of the home, I came home in a suit, whether that be a pantsuit, skirt, jacket, whatever. Like, oh, my gosh, can't wait to get out out of this this suit. Put on a pair of jeans. Like, okay, the day is over. Now, yeah. if I put on a pair of jeans for to work in, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, can't wait to get these <laughs> jeans off. Put on a pair of leggings.
1: Well, there you go.
0: Now, like, if this continues, <laughs> it's, <gonna be> <laughs> it's <laughs> like a downward spiral. But it's like you kind of like um, recalibrate that there is something to do with our clothing, you know, that that does signal the transition from one to the other, which is something, yeah, you know, and I mean, God, every. Every remote working, you know, blog post that you read, you like, it tells you, you know, separating yourself from the, the workday and, and, and home and how you do that, you know, have your own workspace and close the door and don't take, you know, work home with you. Clothing, I think, is where it's at. I, I yeah. think changing out of whatever it is, but it's, it's just, it's funny to me now that jeans now <laughs> are
1: like constricting and
0: I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get these off. I'm gonna put on some leggings, you know, and, uh, before they
1: that, were so comforting.
0: And yeah. Now that, that, that uh, was my, my, like my comfort after getting out of a suit. And now it's like, here. oh my God, these are so tight. <laughs> I can't wait to get something more comfortable. Eventually I'm just going to be like, buck naked, just like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't, I can't yeah, wait I to see even, these clothes off.
1: Uh, yeah, then it's, then it's going to go into, well, you know what? I'm not even going to close the blinds today. It's time for a little <laughs> excitement in my, my remote life work is getting kind of boring, <laughs> so I'm just going to see what the neighbors are up to. Oh, hey, John.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I think... It really hit me how much I loved working remotely. So like I said, I live in the mid Atlantic and we do get some extreme weather here. We'll get, you know, hurricanes. um, But we get nor'easters. So we get blizzards uh, in this area. So the first year that I worked remote, so we had, you know, the first big snowfall when I did not have to, you know, know, think about having to, to drive. Oh yeah. That's when it hit me how... Much I valued working from home because what I realized was the anxiety building up to it. Because in the mid Atlantic, if if you have snow coming in, it's on the news. So you're following the news at 12 o'clock and at 4 o'clock and at 5 o'clock and at 11 o'clock. How much is coming in? How many inches are we expecting? When, you know, down to the hour, when we're expecting it to hit because you were planning on my commute versus when the kids are to get home from school, am I going to be able? to get home? And is my boss going to be supportive of me leaving at a time that's going to allow me to get home from work safely? I didn't realize how much real estate that took up in my mind until I didn't have to do it.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I bet that was just liberating. It was. Not to mention, you'd also figure out, okay, how how many hours earlier do I have to get up now to make it to work on time?
0: And while well, cleaning the car off, how much, right. how, how much earlier do I have to get up? Cause I'm going to have to dig the car out, get it cleaned off. The
1: kids, Now I got to get up early. I got to make sure that they know I'm not going to be here. You know, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. And if they're too young to be at home by themselves worrying about, am I going to be able to yeah. get, get home to them? And just, you know, the irritation of is what I'm going to be accomplishing in that office really <laughs> worth this? If I'm not going to be doing anything,
2: yeah.
0: you know, really important that day, you know, but working remotely, I remember sitting at my desk. This is when I was still down in uh, our family room. The window was open and the snow was just like coming down <laughs> and thinking, oh my gosh, I did not realize how much space that occupied and uh, anxiety that that caused. And, um, you know, so I knew, you know, factually, I, four hours and 45 minutes. So I gained back in productivity. You know, I, I knew that, but it was those, these other Aspects there, and there were so many that were unexpected. I, you know, I entered remote work, and I had certain expectations and things that I assumed were going to be to be true, that did not work out the way that I thought. Like I thought working remotely, like, and people say to me, you know, all the time, they say like, oh, I, I bet you're just able just to you know throw in a load of laundry, dude. That's exactly what I thought I was going to be able to do. <laughs> I pictured seeing the bottom of the laundry basket. I had not seen. In my time, the bottom of the laundry basket with you know several kids and you know all of us.
1: Did it happen?
0: Gonna... No, no, it never fucking happened. <laughs> I'm still fucking going to see the bottom of that thing.
1: That's you the know, same it's... story I get now from a couple of my coworkers. Uh, they they brought that up the other day. It's like, man, I thought I'd ha- be able to do laundry when I got this job. I've been and able it's... to do laundry in weeks.
0: No, and it's not like a you know
1: yeah. you're
0: uh, you're too you're too busy. Yeah, I have, you know, even when you and I work together, you know, our leadership there and my leadership now, nobody would know if I ran right. down to the basement just to, to throw in laundry or folded a load of laundry. That's not it at all. It is, it's going kind of back to that focus and being so protective. It's just, you're just like, you're just in it. You're so focused and you're, you know, and that's probably the, the the biggest downside is that you blink your eyes, you start your day. You blink your eyes and you're like, holy shit, it is six o'clock. I haven't <laughs> eaten. I can't feel my ass because I haven't stood up. You know, it's like, where where did the day go? So it's not like, you know, oh, I'm so busy and everything's, you know, rigorous. That's not it at all. It's our customers need us. And, you know, I can't leave in the middle of this. And um, I need to see this through or I'm working on this project and I'm in the zone, yep. you know, so I thought I'd be able to do laundry. Never did laundry. <laughs> Never, it just it just hasn't happened, you know. And and um, you know, I thought I would feel disconnected. That was one of those other assumptions that I kind of had. Like, oh, what if I'm going to feel alone? You know, what if I don't feel connected to my my coworkers? And, um, it, you know, what about like that kind of checking in? Like that whole, how was dinner last night? How was that movie? That's not going to happen. I, what I found was there has never been a better environment for collaboration, cross-collaboration, than remote work. To be able to g- collaborate with a front-end designer in a way that I know could have never occurred in a co-loc- co-located office, it would have never happened.
2: Hey, Our connections,
0: yeah, and it's, it's you're oh in boy. it.
2: Yeah, and.
0: But, and there's none of the bullshit. There's none of the small talk. You know, you're you're both just you know focused on the task at hand and, and this collaboration. I found that I learned more. I grew more as a as a person and and professionally working remotely, especially like the first I'd say 18 to 24 months. I just got a hold of ideas that like blew my fucking mind. I just just I wanted to read everything about CX. I became really hyper ex- focused on user onboarding and the psychology behind it I couldn't read enough about it I was just like fascinated with 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 the art of it really and um and, and, and had your to, see to do it and had that space to do it and you know and because you and I you know again that the company was so young we had that space to to make those mistakes you know but also to like explore those areas and and that's what ended up really what you know kind of guided my trajectory you know it i started off you know in in one role and just took a, <laughs> a hard left you know kind of <laughs> into this this you know face to face sort of like you know contact with the, with the user and getting into ux and ux writing which is really what i ended up kind of landing on is is the science and the art of of microcopy and ux writing but um the days just fly by laundry is so <laughs> Not even like on their the radar, but
2: Laundry, I also there? wasn't
0: alone. My, you know, as you know, you know, I have developed some of my favorite friendships, you know, through my remote colleagues and still, you know, and as we've mentioned, you and I no longer work together and I've moved forward, you know, to a different company. But when we all do kind of get together, maybe for like a you know happy hour uh, via Google Hangouts or something. Yeah. I still get a little choked up every time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we go to log off because they're people. Although we are remote and they live in very different parts of the of the country and the world, I I care about them very deeply. All at the same time, so that was just another one of those assumptions that um was just uh, you know not true at all.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to backtrack a little bit on my favorite thing. The favorite thing actually is the friendships, lifelong friendships that have created with this remote work. And like you said, we don't work in the same office or anything, but you know, we have friends all over the country now, you know, and they're used, they're still your friends. And we get together with our virtual happy hours, which are, that was your idea. And it was, works out awesomely. So we can get together, play games or just drink or chat and do whatever. But yeah, I'd have to say that is the, the biggest plus.
0: Well, how amazing is that too? I mean, the people yeah, oh, that we yeah. we would have never, never A had million.
1: any you and your our husband paths
0: would have never crossed
1: right never would with, have, with any of our colleagues it. yep
0: and they they have they mean so much to me now like yeah. all all you know all of these people even like the people i didn't really care for <laughs> yeah
2: you, <know, laughs>
0: you know they're yeah. not too many of those but um how amazing it is to be able to have an opportunity to develop those relationships, even, you know, globally speaking. So, you know, right. the colleagues that that we became really close with are all really U.S. based, but a lot of our, our colleagues that we just care an awful lot about, we haven't had an opportunity to exactly jump in and, ha- you know, have a cocktail with them, but um globally speaking, and just relationships that are so valuable and so enriching, um. I'm, I'm eternally grateful for them. And and that's just one of those parts of, of remote work because they're all, even though the world seems very small, you know, as yes, yep, time has gone always. on and introduction of the internet, but but more so today than, than ever, the world seems very, very small. And it's sometimes easy to forget that um, we are all very different culturally speaking. You know, we um, one of my favorite people on our previous team living in, in the Midwest, you know, the director of IT, very different background, very different culturally speaking, d- different nomenclature, you know, how much I learned from that and, re- you know, and, and those reminders. And, um, fe- you know, we have former colleagues living, living in the South or living in the, the Northeast. Really, especially when you're talking about UX and, and customer experience, like, oh, my God, i got to fucking remember that not everybody is from <laughs> the Mid Atlantic, right. yep. And appreciating um, all of that and how enriching that's been
1: to yeah, being being from the west coast myself it's you know learning about how things are done different the way you, things are said in different areas where people are from and constantly asking what does that mean from some of the slang terms but yeah, yeah. and
0: everybody laughs at different points everybody yeah. like the like the you know in in the northeast the so punchline happens at very specific place. When you're when you're in a movie theater, everybody laughs at the same part. You know, like at the same right. moment, everybody starts laughing. Okay, that was funny. When you have somebody from the Midwest, they start laughing very late, like very very late. <laughs> and it's almost it's almost it was irritating to me at first. Like, what are you slow? Like, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's
1: almost like but, they held know, it in because they didn't want to be rude. Like it had to marinate or something. And it had to then they just couldn't help it. But, yeah, uh, And then when you're in the South, I go to a lot of movies, or I used to, I will, I will again, but I love going to the movies in the South because there's this interaction that happens with the audience and the screen that doesn't <laughs> happen anywhere else. Nope. And so when I go to a movie in the South, I know just to be ready, because that's sometimes more entertaining than than what's going on on the screen, and I'll just... I just enjoy the shit out of it. It's just and that normally I
0: irritate the shit out of you though. It
1: used to, yeah. I I am one of those people that when you go to the movie, it's got to remain dark. Put your goddamn phone away. Shut that shit down. If I see a phone come up, I'll I'll talk to people about it and say, hey, what are you doing? Put your phone away. I've got all kinds of experiences about that. And um, but
0: I I, I feel like you're not that polite when you when you say that.
1: Yeah, some uh, it's like depends. hey you.
0: Put that phone away. I, I don't. <laughs> I know you enough to know that that's not how that happens.
1: But please continue. It was more of a. Usually, it's. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Yeah, Why's your phone that, out? That that rings true. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's better. <laughs> but in the first first time I went to a movie in the south, and it was like, oh, you're not going to let him do that to the screen, and I was like, what? What is happening here? And then it was like, oh no, oh. There they go. I told,
0: you. I told you not to go in there. I told that's you. That's right.
1: That's right. Kick his ass. You know, that kind of stuff It's like, oh my God, this is more entertaining than I thought it would be. And it's just, it, it just happens, you know? And so you can tell when you're in different areas, it's like, okay, i am got to get ready. This is going to be yep. fun.
0: <laughs> I, love <it. laughs> so, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it.
1: That's definitely a benefit.
2: So what's your least favorite thing about working remotely? I'm not going to steal yours, even though I know what it is.
1: Um, You would think that.
0: You can steal mine. It's okay. I'll just back you.
1: And I'll, I'm going to let you have that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's all yours. I think mine is, and we had this come up several times this week. And uh, you would think with tech companies, software as a service companies, that communicating information that's, uh, changes, updates that are coming out, knowing exactly what's going to happen, the communication would be flowing both ways so perfectly that there's never a, never One a hitch would in it. One would think. One would think, but folks, that is not what happens. <laughs> Get ready for some frustration if you expect it. Everybody to communicate efficiently with all these tech tools that are out there. You know, there's Basecamp, there's Slack. You know, we use Basecamp. You use, I mean slack is another tool that we've used but yeah it's like pulling teeth sometimes I just don't understand it.
0: I mean yours you're kind of is right in alignment with mine so mine of course was I mean not so much now but previously product <laughs> managers oh <Yeah>. product <laughs> managers there that's another that's another demographic I like to say bless bless their hearts bless them bless them so hard so hard <laughs> but it's it's you know if, if you're coming into remote work in a non-technical role which is what you and i would be right so a technical role would be like a developer an engineer qa engineer that's a, a technical role you're writing code you know you're working in python ruby on the rails non-technical would be really anything customer facing so, so sometimes with certain certain people there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect that that their skill set, the d- technical skill set is is different and more valuable than the non-technical skill yes. set, which to them, anybody could really do it. You know, it's not you know, anybody could just, you know, step in there and offer user support or CX or UX or design onboarding. Like anybody could do that. But my time is better spent over here and Ruby <laughs> on the Rails. And that really feeds into that communication disconnect. So, you know, there's teams where you find out at two AM on Friday, the dev team pushed something, you know, pushed to production, something that the customer facing folks had no idea was even gonna happen. Right. Like, well how can we what's what you know it's it's what we do we can't hold on
1: to a release you know that's just not yeah. who we are and well you a better f- way of doing it they're just going to appreciate it and if they don't like it they'll learn to
0: right you know, and customer facing folks if you're me are saying well you can go fuck yourself because that's <laughs> not how it works out here in the real world friend right bless your fucking heart because or as you know, my
1: favorite quote from uh, no country for old men that's not uh, the way it works friendo
0: exactly <laughs> you know and, and and that it just seems to be a uh, the the universal cry of the customer facing folks that there is yeah. these these two silos and that's not true for every you know product manager it, it is however been my experience <laughs> <laughs> more often than not um, that it is that that the customer facing folks are it's a constant fight for the seat at the table which yeah. is a cliche i would like to to get rid of entirely i want to break the table i want to burn the
1: table to the ground Fuck the blow, that, blow that fucking table up
0: yeah let's just all stand in a room without our bras on <laughs> and have a conversation you know it, it, it and working remotely and i you know i've already kind of talked about like cross-collaboration that has never been as easy you know as it is that happened within an environment and with our front-end designer that had a distinct appreciation for the art of the customer-facing role and what occurs within the scope of that role, and he kind of you know yielded to to, to that area of expertise. I have just found specifically that product managers um, come with with an abundance of ego. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. There's no it really does words.
1: boil down to that. Ego is really the yeah. issue.
0: Yeah. And it's it's something to do with that title. I don't know really what it is, but um, that ego that they don't understand their role is to be the conductor of the orchestra. You don't know or need to know how to play the trombone. You don't need to know how to play anything in the woodwind section. You don't need to know anything about percussion. However, you do need to bring us all in at the same time, keep us in, you know, in harmony with each other. and cut us off at the right moment you know orchestrating that is yeah. is their is their job but um they they seem to to forget that and they you know they it's unfortunate too
1: much. yeah they meddle too yeah,
0: it, much. it is you know and it's it's a it's a micromanaging and i mean it's got to be fucking exhausting it really does <laughs> oh,
1: like, i couldn't do it i just yeah that would drive me crazy i like to I mean, if that people.
0: if that's part of the job description but it's not you could yeah. orchestrate, you know how to bring everybody in and keep everybody in harmony and, and on, on beat and keep, you know, for, keeping four, four time. Uh, but, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of product managers aren't really familiar with that. But, you know, there's a lot of like least favorite things. Not not a lot. I don't want to say it like that. But when I tell people like working remotely they immediately, like, I've had it so many times, like, when I, when I first accepted the position with the original company, how many people said, like, oh my gosh, how are they going to know that you're actually working? You know, how are, oh, (laughs) you're just going to be able to, like, how do they know that you're just not watching soap operas all day? Like, first of all, who watches soap operas anymore? (laughs) Let's just start there for a
1: second. Yeah, I'm not 70. Come on.
0: Yeah, we're not understanding, you know, that, for me to be with a group of my peers, you know, friends, and like you know, getting together for cocktails or something, like oh, like how was your week? Like, oh my gosh, this week was, who it was exhausting. Is is completely dismissed and minimised? Like oh well, how hard could it be? You work right. remotely, yeah. Not understanding that many of us, you included, we leave it all in the field. You know, <laughs> you know it yeah, is. You're
1: drained by the end of the day. Yeah, are.
0: it is. We we put a lot into it, but that whole misconception that when you work remotely, you're not working hard. That bothers me.
1: Um,
2: yeah. a, a great That's a deal. Big
1: annoyance. I've heard that yeah, in different forms and things like, or family or people just don't understand remote work. Oh, how hard could it be? Exactly. Ooh, well, you don't know what you don't know, apparently. So
0: but you know what, I wonder if, if the, the technical side, I don't think that they hear that. When they say that they work remotely, no. they're engineers and developers. They're not here. So it kind of like is along the same lines still. You know, you know these, I wonder the, if
1: they actually use that term, though. I don't know that. I think they probably just say, oh, I'm a software developer. I'm a software engineer, or I'm a this, or I'm a that. I don't know that they use the term, oh, I'm a remote worker, you know, like customer facing roles seem to use more often. To identify with, so I wonder if that's part of it.
0: If we could segue to COVID, and we were going to kind of talk about that a little bit later, but something that I've experienced a lot lately is with COVID nineteen and so many companies, every different kind of organization, association, whatever, now working unexpectedly remote. I keep hearing over and over, like, "Oh, it's it's work as usual, it's business as usual for you." yeah and like no is it really though
1: is (laughs) it really business as usual Yeah. listen we're going to talk more about this on episode two so make sure you uh subscribe and join us uh next time thanks katie we'll see you next time
0: thanks jay thanks for listening to the unofficial remote podcast with your hosts jeff and kim and if you want even more unofficial remote Be sure to subscribe and head over to unofficialremote.com. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.